Oh, goodness. Grab your Bibles and turn to the book of Ephesians. Uh, just for, we'll only be here for a moment. Um, I'll, I'll try not to, to, uh, to overburden us with, with it, but it's God's Word, amen? And we want to we give, it, give it its due. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, we, we did a study in the book of Ephesians. Um, and I went through the whole, the whole of the book, and uh, I don't know about you, but um, what great truths uh, there is in this book. But I want to focus on on a word here in one verse, and uh, I say that because it's going to be our jumping point um, to the to to the rest of the message here. Verse number verse number ten says this: "For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them." Let's let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the blessing of your word and, and how it instructs us, Lord, how it corrects us, Lord, even how it reproves us. Uh, God, I pray that your spirit and your word would work in us. And, and Father, that you would accomplish exactly what you would have in us today, God. May we become more like our Savior. And God, may you help us, give us a greater understanding of these truths, Lord. There's nothing new here, but God, I pray that you would help us to understand it better. And Lord, may we apply it uh, better into our lives, Father. We thank you for all that you've done for us. Help me uh, to proclaim your word. And I ask this in Christ's precious name. Amen. There is a phrase that I've heard, or has heard it said, uh, don't ever pray for patience. Because... If you ask for it, God will give it to you. And God gives us patience through trials in our lives. Uh, I, I, I've heard it said from the time I was a little kid. I grew up in church. and People, don't pray for patience. Don't pray for patience. There's a problem with that thought because God uses patience and God uses trials in our life. The verse that we just read says that we are his workmanship. Now, uh, we know that we were dead in our trespasses and sins. Uh, verse 1 of this chapter talks about uh, what we used to be, and, and, and I'm thankful that we are not that anymore because of verse 4, it says, but God, who is rich in mercy. Uh, God showed us his mercy, God showed us his grace, and took what was dead in trespasses and sins, what was filthy, what was corrupt, what was uh, degraded, and God took that, and he put in us new life through salvation. Uh, uh, Jesus said, you must be born again, and if you have been made alive, if you, if you have been uh, born again, then you're saved, and you're not what you used to be. But you're not what you're going to one day be. Uh, uh, we, we understand, and, and this isn't anything new, but we've, we have not attained what we will one day attain. God has put in us, uh, and God has given us great and precious promises. God has put in us what, what we need uh, and given to us what we need through Scripture uh, to, to make us and mold us into what we are not now, but what we will one day be. So he says here in verse 10, uh, it says, for we are his workmanship. Uh, uh, he is the one who is working in us. He is the one that is con not conforming us, but transforming us into the image of his dear son. Uh, Romans chapter 12 says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God is working in us. Now, I'm thankful for that. I hope you are too. Now jump over to Philippians, chapter 1, verse 6. One of my favorite verses, I quote it often, so you probably already know what it is. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, says, I am confident of this very thing, 
that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Paul, uh, Paul says here to, to the church of Philippi, he goes, I'm confident of this very thing, that he which began a good work in you, that was God, will perform it. That word perform uh, means to execute. It, it's not that, again, it's not something that was done automatically, completely, but it's the, it's the idea that he is acting to complete something. Have you ever, uh, have you ever uh, uh, one of my kids this week had to write a paper? Uh, uh, it, it was actually you. I, no, it was you, because I helped you. Anyways, he, uh, he had to write a paper. And, uh, uh, and he had to come up, and he came up with the first draft of the paper. And then he added a little bit more to the paper. And then he did a little bit more to the paper. And then I graded the paper, and then I helped him do a little bit more to the paper. Uh, uh, he wasn't done yet, right? Listen, God's not done with us yet. And we need to be grateful for that. Because, uh, as, as Brother Corey said earlier, we all sin. We're all still in this flesh. Uh, none of us have, have attained. None of us are perfect. But this is a reminder to us that God is still working in our lives. The, the, the end of your story has not, is, is, yes, is written. God knows what it is, but you're still writing it. Do you understand what I'm saying? God is sovereign. God knows his, his foreknowledge. He already understands what's going to happen. He's, he's not bound by time and space like you and I are. He knows, but... You and I, we're still living it, we're still making those choices. And, but God is working in us. It says, being confident of this th- very thing, that he will perform into the day of Jesus Christ. Look over at chapter 2. Chapter 2 of Philippians. Let's look at verse 13. I'm going to read down through verse 16. It says in verse 13, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is God that works in us. Uh, I don't know how many times I've heard somebody say, well, uh, I'm going to, how many of us have on, on January 1st said, I'm going to eat healthier, or I am going to get up earlier, or I'm going to, whatever it is that you've decided to do, that you're going to do something. You made a show, how many of us have failed? If, if you started it, I can almost guarantee that you have failed it. Do you know why? Because that's what we do. Uh, but, but here's the problem. We decided it. We did it. Uh, we can turn over a new leaf. Guess what? The leaf will just flip over when the wind blows. Because that's just how things go. Uh, we, we fail. Uh, I don't know how many. Uh, listen, I'm, I've lost 50 plus pounds now. You know how many times I've lost over 100 pounds? I feel, you see the kids with their yo-yos, right? That's how I have been with my weight, weight my entire life. It's been up and down and up and down, and thankfully I'm on the down, down side of it. And I'm praying I don't ever go up again. But if I do something on my own, guess what? I'm going to fumble and fail. But what's that verse say? But it is God who worketh in you. It is God that is completing the work in you. He is not done. Uh, he is not. Uh, he, you are his workmanship, uh, and, and he is the one who is performing the work. And man, that is a blessing to me because uh, God is changing me. Now, uh, one, of the, one of the things that's important for us is when God changes us, he doesn't change us on the outside in. He changes us from the inside out. Uh, through the Word of God, through the Spirit of God, uh, uh, through, whether it's the preaching of the Word of God or our study of the Word of God, or, 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 or God is doing that work in us. We can change things on the outside, and I'm not, a for, I'm not against people trying to make their lives better and do the right thing, but the real change comes when the 
change starts on the inside. Uh, somebody they starts coming to church, and they can start dressing right, and they can start talking right, and they can start doing all the right things, but if they're not saved, guess what happens when they leave this place? They go right back to what they used to be. The Bible says the dog returns to his vomit. Uh, the pig returns to the mire. Uh, uh, those things don't change, but if they're changed on the inside, whether they're here or they're not, the outward change comes. It's a, a result of the work of God in their life. Notice it says there in verse 13 of Philippians 2, it says, uh, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure, do of his good pleasure. To will. It's a change of our mind. When you got saved, God put in you a new desires and a new, uh, a new heart, a, a desire to, to, to be different. Uh, you think differently. Why? Because God is your God. The Holy Spirit is now, uh, when, uh, when you sin, guess what happens? Uh, the Spirit convicts you. When you read something, the Spirit convicts you. Your, your desires have changed. You have a hunger to read the Word of God. You have a hunger to be in church, to worship God. You have a, a hunger to, to... Listen, even if you're not always faithful at doing those things, there is something in you that tells you you ought to do those things. I can remember growing up, uh, at times when I would... Uh, when I would not be the greatest at reading the Bible. But you know how many times I, I would neglect the reading of the Bible and then the Spirit of God would smite my heart because I hadn't read my Bible? Think that happens to a lost person? No? How many times I, I, I would read about uh, or have a desire for God to do something in my life? And listen, that's not natural. That's the work of God in me. That's the work of God in you. He's working in you to, to will, to change the, the change a uh, changed mind. Uh, man, I thank God for the changed mind that I have. That even though this flesh uh, still has desires and and and, and I, these wicked thoughts can still come into my head, there's something in here that is different, something in here that is changing, and that is the work of God. Man, I'm so thankful for that. When we're saved, there, there is a change of mind. There's not only that, there's a change of, uh, of manner. We see it here also in verse number 13. It says, to will and to do of his good pleasure. The things that we used to do, this also, things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. The things I used to do, I don't do them. Why? There's been a great change since I've been born again. God changes us. Now, that doesn't mean we don't fail. Or we don't, and when I say fail, when we don't sin. Right? I don't, I'm not trying to make an excuse for what it is. When, when we sin as a Christian, it's still sin. It's not just a mistake. Uh, but I want you to understand that we do that because of our flesh. Uh, there's a battle between our flesh and our spirit. Now Paul describes it, uh, uh, the, the, the things that we want to do, we don't do. The things that we don't want to do, the, there are times that we do those things. And there's this spiritual battle between our flesh and, our, and the spirit of God and the sinners. That, man, that's at war, and it will be until the day that we die. But it says, he, he's working in me both to will and to do his good pleasure. Not what's my good pleasure, but what's his good pleasure. We have a hunger for the word. We have a hunger to, to be amongst God's people. Not just because we're friends with God's people, but there is fellowship, there is unity there. There's a changed mind and a changed manner. This isn't. This is just the leading up to the message, so we'll see how long we go. There's a changed manifestation. It says, For it is God which worketh in you both the will to do of his 
good pleasure, do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as the lights in the world. See, when our mind is changed, and the, the, God begins to change our mind, and God begins uh, to change our actions, uh, the, the way people see us, our testimony is different. And notice what it says there. It says uh, that, we're, that, we're, that we're not murmuring, that we're not disputing, that we're blameless, that we're harmless, uh, with, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Uh, people see us, and it's not what we used to be. Uh, uh, Brother Corey mentioned it earlier uh, with, with, uh, with people that he knew. Uh, when, uh, at the fire, when I left the Delta ambulance and went to the fire department, I cut ties with just about everybody that, that I knew. I got, I was, I'd been saved, but I was away from the Lord for, for many years. God got a hold of me, and I, was, I, was, I had a desire to, to do things that were right. I, for the first three months of the fire department, I hardly said a word because I, I, didn't, I, I couldn't speak without swearing, and so I, I kept my mouth shut. And, and, and the people that were there like, Man, we're excited because they knew who I used to be, and I wasn't that person anymore. And then when I left there and went back to Delta, they, they were like, this is not the same guy that left here three years ago. What happened? Now, again, I was already saved, but God was working in me. The person that I am now is not the person who I was five years or six years ago or seven years ago. God is continuing to work on me. I'm not perfect. I'll be the first one to admit that, and everybody, every one of you will agree with me. That's okay. You're not perfect either. That's, that, that, that's okay. God is still working in you, and I'm confident that he's not done yet. Because he will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So there's a different mind, a different manner, a different manifestation of, 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 of Christ in our life. They see God working in us. But there's also a changed ministry. Notice verse 16, holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. See, it used to be, man, I can remember I used to, how many, I don't know how many times I walked into a house or walked into a room. Hi, I'm Rob, I'm, the par, I'm a paramedic. Hi, I'm Rob, I'm a firefighter with Augusta Fire. I, I don't know how many times, I, I, that's how I introduced myself. And everything that I did, everything I talked about, I identified myself as that. And God took it away from me. And when I say that, I don't mean he ripped it from my hands. He took the desire away from me to do those things. Because he had a different plan for my life. And man, I, I thank God that he did that. I praise the Lord that he did that. But my ministry isn't what it used to be. I can still minister to people medically. Somebody called me yesterday and said, hey, can you come to my house? That was my father. And he needed his arm bandaged. And feel, I can still do those things. But my ministry now is to preach the word. To hold forth the word of light. And as a child of God, listen, no matter what you used to be or what you, you used to do, God has given you a new ministry. And I'm not going to tell you that you're perfect at it, because you're not. None of us, Brother Corey, you're not perfect at it. But you're becoming more and more like our Savior, Jesus Christ. That that's all of us. We're, we're, we're growing. We're, we're, we're becoming perfected or mature in our Christian life, God's given us a, a changed ministry. But how does he do that? I know we're to be in the Word, and the Bible says uh, we're to renew our, our minds. With, uh, we're to, it's, it has to do with the renewing of our mind. We know that God uses the Word and the Spirit, but God also uses something else. Look at First Peter. 
First Peter chapter 1. And look at verse 3 with me. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith and salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Praise God for our salvation, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though not for a season, who, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptation. Now, a lot of times we, we think about, well, I'm a Christian, and now my life is just going to be good. And I don't, I, I'm not sure that anybody really believes that, but sometimes we look at Christian, our salvation that way. In fact, I've talked to people that that's the only reason they, want, that they think that that's going to straighten out their life. And I'm not going to tell you that God cannot strengthen you in your tribulation. He can. But that does not mean that God is going to remove you from all tribulation. Because that's not what the Word of God teaches. In fact, Jesus said that we would be persecuted. But I don't even think it's just necessarily persecution. I believe that there are tribulations in our life that God uses to change us. It says in verse 6, again, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. Many different temptations. That the trial of your faith be much more precious than gold, that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. He says, he, he says listen, you're going to go through manifold, many different uh, types of temptations, uh, uh, but it's for a purpose, that the trial of your faith, that, that heat, that pressure, that it has an effect on your faith, that it has an effect upon you, much more precious than that of gold. I would think of what they do with gold. They take gold, they dig it out of the ground. It's, 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 uh, it has, has other metals and rocks and things in it, and they, they put that gold in, in a fire. They, they, they refine it. Uh, there is increased heat, increased temperature, which, which then melts the gold down and, and allows those impurities to come to the surface. The uh, same thing with silver or any other precious metal. Uh, they refine those things. And when, when it's refined, as it's heated up, those impurities will come up, and they'll, they'll take it off. Hey, have you heard of 24-karat gold? And you've heard of 14-karat gold and the different levels of the different carats? It's dependent upon how many times it's been purified and how clean it is and how pure it is. Listen, uh, there's a reason why they do that. Because they want the, 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 the greater, the, the, the more trials or the more heat and the more times it's purified, the more pure it is. The same thing with our lives. As, as we're put under pressure, as we go through difficulties, whether it's, whether it's, a, 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 whether it's a health issue, whether it's financial, whether it's, whether, who knows what it could, it could be any number of things. Manifold means many, right? Uh, any kind of a problem that we face, whether it's relationship-wise, whether, whether it's an accusation that's false, whatever it is, those things, while difficult, God can use to refine us. And while none of them are ever pleasant to go through, God uses it in our lives. We want God to be glorified in our life. The greatest way that we can glorify God is as a result of the work that he did. You cannot purify yourself. You can't do it. 
You, you can't manifest it yourself. I'm just going to be better. I'm just going to be better. I'm just going to be better. That'd be like me saying, I'm just going to lose weight. I'm just going to lose weight. I'm just going to, guess what? That doesn't work. I've tried it. Okay, I haven't actually done that. But it doesn't work. I have to go to the gym and sweat and work hard and eat less. And I lose weight. That's how that works. It's just that I wish there was some pill. There's not a pill. I wish there was, there, was, there was some machine I could go into. It just doesn't work. I don't ever buy into any of those little things that they sell on the, uh, the, the, the thing that you put the pads on, it shocks you. Uh, it's not going to work. Don't, just don't do it. It's, it there's nothing that's going to just make you a more mature Christian other than the Word of God. Do you know why these, God uses these things? Because it causes you to lean upon his word and search for his promises. God reveals himself to you greater in those difficult times. God God reveals to you your impurities, your your failures, your weaknesses. And it brings out what God is doing in you in a greater way. James chapter 1 says this. Account it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptations. That's verse 2. Verse 3 says, Knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but, have patient, but let patience have her perfect work. That patience is working, and God is using that patience to mold you, to make you, to refine you. Why? So that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. We need patience. Don't not pray for patience. God will use those. Listen, I understand the desire to not want to go through trials. I do. I don't like going to the gym. I don't like eating healthy. Give me a Big Mac or a a, a, a double Whopper with cheese, and I'll be grinning from ear. I'll have I'll have heartburn, and I'll feel bad, but I'll be happy while I'm eating it. Right? Give me that stuff. But you know what's better for me? Everything else, anything else. <laughs> I didn't like going to the gym. I didn't like doing those things. Why? Because it's not fun. It isn't fun to go through trials either. Man, I, some of the greatest blessings I have seen, the greatest blessings to me have been seeing people, other people, go through different trials. And man, my heart breaks for him. I think of Brother Peterman who lost his wife uh, uh, two years ago. Uh, man, what a crushing thing to, to, to a young man uh, with, with, with a young family watching his wife suffer through uh, that cancer. And man, praising the Lord the whole time and just trusting God the whole time and God took her home. And, and why? I couldn't imagine that happened to me and my family. But seeing what God has done in his life, and what a blessing that has been, the, 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 the relationship that he has with God, that has, God has strengthened him through this. I'm not saying that he was strong enough to go through it. I'm saying God brought him through it. What a blessing that is. Let patience have her perfect work. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. We... There is a process that we go through. And I believe that we can find this process here. 
Romans chapter 5. It says, therefore, verse 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace where we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in, there's that word again, tribulations. Also knowing that tribulations worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. There is a process that we have to go through uh, for God to work in us. The first is the tribulation. And listen, that could be any number of things, and you may be in one of those right now. Uh, you may have just come out of one of those. You, uh, if you ha- if that, neither one of those fits you, guess what? Buckle up, because here comes something. It's just that's how life goes. There's a, this process of uh, of God refining us. It's like the gold that gets taken out and the dross taken off. It sits for a moment, and guess where it goes? It goes right back in the refiner's fire because it's not done yet. Well, guess what? God's still working on you and me too. There is the work of tribulation. We see the pressure there uh, uh, that that's applied to us. And man, when those things those things happen, it, it is hard, but it, it brings out that that listen. Ever been cut off in the, I always say this because it's one of my struggles. You get cut off in the rotary. My fleshly response is to hit the horn and to mutter under my breath. I don't hit the horn so much anymore. I still mutter under my breath on occasion. Sometimes I hit the horn. My excuse is they need to know I'm there. That's my flesh. And that's, that's something stupid and simple. That's not really a, that's not a real pressure. But when pressure is applied, it does a work in us. When the refiner's fire, when the heat is applied, it does something to us. And it's needed. It's absolutely necessary. Things have to happen to us as individuals and to us as churches, as a church. Things will happen that will affect us that we will go through, that will strengthen us, that will cleanse us, that will purge us. And while it's not fun, it is absolutely necessary. But we can glory in those things because they, they bring about our weaknesses. Paul asked three times for that messenger of Satan, that thorn in the flesh, to be removed. And God said, my grace will be sufficient for you. Ugh. hate that. I, I love that, but I'd hate to be on the receiving end of that. But then he said he glories in his persecutions. He glories in his weaknesses. Why? Because then it shows the power and the strength of God. They're necessary. So we see the pressure. Next we see the patience. As a result, we see uh, of the pressure, there is patience. Patience is endurance. We are able to go on. And listen, the only way that we can, can go on through our tribulations is through leaning upon God. David many times uh, uh, talked about God being his, his hiding place, his, 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 his uh, fortress, his, uh, his, his, his rock. Listen, that is what God should be to us, so the one that we go to for the strength. Isaiah 40, uh, 31, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall manifold the wings of the eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Uh, we'll go through these tribulations. We'll go through these trials. But the result will be endurance, and endurance without complaint. I don't know about you, but I murmur and complain a lot. And when that comes out, you know what that is? That's God just scraping the dross off. Removing a little bit of a time. Because it needs to be removed. He's purifying us. He's, there's pressure. There's patience. There is 
a proving or a purifying. We see it here, keep reading there in the verse, it says, and patience, after patience, comma, experience. The word experience is the, the Hebrew or the, the Greek word dokume, means to be tried, to be proved, to be purified. He says, when you go through this pressure, it brings about patience, and that patience works a proving or a trying in your life. We're being tested. We're being proved. We're being refined. And if we want to be more like Christ, we're going to go through more trials. I wish I could just read my Bible and let me hit. It would be, I've read through my Bible. I should be there, right? That's not how it works. Now, I'm not saying that reading your Bible is a bad thing. We need to read the Bible because what can I lean on if I don't know what it says? What kind of precious promises can I hold to if I, if I don't know what God promises us? Uh, how, how can I even trust a God that I don't know? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I, I want you to understand what, that, that proving, that, 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 that purifying experience that we have uh, through this refining, uh, it brings about a persuasion. The last ver- word there in, in that verse is an experience. We know hope in the Bible is different from hope today. I, I don't know how many times I've said this. I'm not going to stop saying because it it's still true. Uh, we look at hope as I hope my Amazon package arrives on time, but it's probably not going to. Even though I pay for the two-day prime shipping, two-day has turned into three weeks now, and that's okay. I get that. But when we say we hope, according to the Word of God, it's an expectant end. We're, we're, we're looking upon something that we know is going to happen. And that patience brings about a, a, a proving or a purifying which ultimately resounds in or, or comes about in our hope, our faith. We can't endure without faith. We need faith. Faith comes from the Word of God. We understand that. Look at First Peter, again, chapter 1. We're going to look down to verse 13. Verse 13 says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, and be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hope to the end. Don't give up. Hebrews chapter 12. I know, you just turned to Peter. Hebrews chapter 12 says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. There's that word patience again. Talking about a race that's set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Hope is looking unto what's going to be revealed to us one day. I'm not perfect, but the Word of God says one day, I'll be what God has made me. I'm his workmanship. He's just not done with me yet. Don't, first of all, number one, don't give up on what God's doing in your life. God is working in you. You may have just gotten saved, and, and, and you've got a long ways to go. You may have gotten saved a long time ago and still have a long ways to go. Guess what? We all have a long ways to go. None of us are there yet. But we are at different levels of spiritual maturity. Don't, don't look at yourself and say, I'm not what that person is. 
You're not supposed to be what that person is. You're supposed to be what God makes you into. There should be a continual striving to become more and more like Jesus Christ. In fact, it goes on to say there back there in 1 Peter, you don't need to turn there. But it says, it says in the next few verses after, there after verse 13, it says that we're to be ye holy as I am holy. Uh, we're to strive for the holiness of God. We're to strive to, to, to not murmur, to not dispute, to, to allow the, the things of God to, to work in us or to be without, uh, with, with, without, uh, uh, or be without rebuke, without, without any kind of condemnation on us because we're striving to live a holy life. But that all comes about because of the change that God's making in us. So don't, don't look at yourself and, and get angry or, 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 or give up because you're not where you want to be as a Christian. Just get in the book and be faithful. And look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. And keep going. And keep going. And even though things get hard and difficult, because they are or they will, uh, it's, it's going to happen. Keep going. Be faithful. Serve the Lord. And keep going. Secondly, this. While we're, many times we're, easy, we're, we're much quicker to not judge ourselves, many times we're quicker to judge others on where they're at spiritually. Well, they should, I, I can't imagine why they're struggling with that sin. Ah, how could they not understand? Well, take the two by four out of your eye first. Because we're all in different places in our life in our Christian world. Listen, God, if they're saved, God. God is working in them. Christ is working in them. They're just not where you're at because they're not you. So pray for them. That doesn't mean you can't lovingly come alongside a brother or sister in Christ and say, brother, I love you. Sister, I love you. This is what the Word of God says. Before you do that, the Bible says to examine yourself, pray, go in meekness and humbleness. Uh, We've got to be careful and do this in a biblical manner. But encourage one another. Exhort one another through the Word of God. And if there's sin, yes. Confront that sin, but in a loving and humble manner. Why? So that so that we might be able to strengthen that brother, not destroy that brother or sister in Christ. It's important because if we go around destroying everybody that isn't what we are, guess what? You're going to be the only one left. If Brother Corey tried to go over there and make everybody Americans, ain't going to happen, and it shouldn't. He's not trying to start an American church over there. He's trying to start a church. He's trying to get people saved not turn them into us because they'll be a whole lot better off if they ain't us. The American church is a mess. How is, this gonna, how is Brother Corey going to become a better missionary by going through trials over there? And guess what? He's gone through some trials and he's going to go through some more. I'm sorry, brother. We'll be praying for you. And we're going to go through trials here as a church. We're getting ready to lose uh, the, the, the Smiths. And I say lose, the, the, we're not losing them, but we're losing them. He's, they've been a faith, faithful members serving the Lord here. Man, I don't want to see him go because I love him. But I know that God will use this to strengthen our church. And God will use this to strengthen them because they're going into a church that they've never they, they visited it's going to be a whole new thing. And God, who knows what God will do with them. Maybe they're going to end up on a mission field somewhere. I'm pretty sure Anita and Troy would both be happy with that if that's what God wanted to do. Maybe they'll come visit you, brother. <laughs> God 
is molding us and making us. He's not done with us. We just need to not quit. Embrace. Here's, here's a phrase that my wife uses with her, with, with her health coaching stuff. Embrace the hard. Embrace it. Paul did. He didn't shrink back from it. Too many people shrink. It gets hard, I quit. At lunch today, I wanted to get up and get a second helping because that, that stuff was really good. I wanted to get up and eat apple crisp. I did not because, uh, yeah, I, I want, guess what? I, I, I put on my big boy pants and I just did what was healthy for me. I'm not saying it was unhealthy for people that did it. That's not what I'm trying to say. Well, my, my point is this. When things are difficult, you keep going. Don't quit. It's hard. To, listen, we have, we're busy. We are uh, in the, uh, somehow with the technology that we have, we, we're just busier than we've ever been. I don't know how that happens. We work more. We spend less time with each other. And the time that we have with each other, we're sitting here like this. I felt bad. We're sitting back there uh, at, at lunch today, and we were talking about the... Uh, I mentioned a church in West Virginia, and so there I am trying to find the pastor of the church on Facebook so I could see if they, if they knew of who he was. And he and my wife were talking about how much people, time people are spending on cell phones. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stick that thing away. Keep going. Let God work in you. Let God mold you. Embrace those difficulties. James says, count it all joy. Uh, again, it's not fun to go through those things, but realize when you're going through those things, and this is what's important, two things. God is doing something in you as you go through that. God is working in you. And the other is this. There in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, look unto Jesus. Later on in the chapter, it says that we have, that we have not striven like, for, uh, until blood. We've not had it nearly as bad as our Savior had it. He says, lift up, lift up your hands, strengthen your feeble knees. Let's keep going. Keep following the Lord. Yes, pray for patience. And pray that God gives you the strength through that patience and makes you more and more like our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for how you work. Lord, uh, those times that you stir in us and work in us and the times that you bring blessings into our life to, uh, that is enough to give us a, a, just a little strength to go on. Lord, I just praise you for all that you've done. God, I pray that you would help us now, Lord, as we as we go from this place. There's much to be done this week uh, in our in our homes, in our jobs, and all that we have to do. God, I pray that you would lead us and guide us. I pray that every day that we would be that shining light, Father, in this dark, dark world, Lord, that we might be able to hold forth the light of the gospel. Lord, the people would see us, they'd see something different about us. Lord, that they would hear the truth of the gospel from us. And God, that they might, Lord, be stirred in their spirit and convicted by the Holy Spirit, that they might, that they might come to Christ in faith. I pray, God, you would use each and every one of us, strengthen us through the difficulties that we face. And Lord, may we honor and glorify you in all of these things. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And Lord, I, I pray that you would just be glorified. I ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Has bowed just.